Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. My name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. And welcome to season four of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, including life after college, relationships, finances, traveling, and navigating the corporate world, all while being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Hey everyone, how y'all doing? Welcome back to season four. We back. We back and better than ever. Episode six. We only got four more, so yes, it's been a good one though. It's been a good season so far. I will give us that. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully, no, not that many audio issues. We know we've heard, we've seen some reviews. Um, <laughs> the streets are saying <laughs> that uh, you know it doesn't sound that good, but you know, season five. You know, we know. I'm not making no promises, but I really I'll make a half promise. It's not gonna it's not gonna sound bad. Listen, y'all, we are filming thousands of miles away. Literally. In different Wi-Fi's. That part. So sometimes it just it, it is what it is. We, we really we truly try our best. I be going through after every episode and cutting off all the little because it sounds crazy. So <laughs> we're trying our best. Especially when we have a guest like today. Yes. Um, Hope, you wanna introduce yourself? Hey y'all. My name is Hope. Um, yeah, I'm Faith's sister. Yes, there we go. Stylist, <laughs> and I'm assuming that's why y'all got me on today, you know, talk about the business side of things on my end. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here, and thank you for having me. Period. <laughs> What's up? Oh, that clip was way louder than I thought. So, <laughs> like, dang, they clapped. Yeah, it was. They was really clapping. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and get right into Rosebud and Thorn. Hope, um, you guys will learn more about Hope as the episode progresses. But Hope, what's your RBT? Okay, so my rose this week was I celebrated my boyfriend's twenty fifth birthday, and period. We did like a few different things, but one of the things that I really enjoyed doing we went to a trampoline park. And I don't know, it's just like so cool to see him like be like a kid and just like smile and laugh. And yeah, that was cool. Um, so that's my rose. And then my bud is um I have a sleepover with my friend this week and we're gonna go to like this Playboy uh, casting event. I don't know what it is. Home so like model models and influencers and all that stuff. I don't do either of them, but I'm just going to look cute. So looking forward to that in my thorn this week. Mm. I just was working and I was like so ready to go home. Like I really wanted to cry, and that's about it. It'd be like <laughs> that, man. Like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Before, but, but before we get into everything, we do want to make another announcement, like we did last episode. Um, we we will be going to DC late March. We'll establish the date soon, and we'll make an Instagram post. But if any of our DC girlies, Howard girlies, want to turn up at a club together, please mm. reach out. We've already had one, and I'm so excited because I didn't know if we was gonna get any because we don't we don't know where y'all from. We do not know 
what state our our what states are listening. So um, tap in in the DMs, and we gonna get a little group chat going when we when we establish the dates. It's giving look real cute because it's giving pictures, it's giving disposable camera vibes, and we're gonna have a grand time. Oh yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'm thinking like if we get enough people to do push and pee in the club type vibes, or even a real cute brunch, it's giving coordinated colors too. Like we. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be the only type A thing about this trip. So we got to go all out. For we really got to do it up. Got to do it up. So please DM us. Thank you to the girl who already has DM'd us. Yes. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what her name was. I'm literally going to shout you out right now because she was so nice and pretty. Yeah. She um, said, I'm ready to push P at the club. I said, Michaela. Oh. Michaela. Shout out to Michaela, girl. We love you and we can't wait to meet you. Yes. And um, even if like you have some, you're a type A girly in, in DC, but like, and you have some friends that want to come. Oh, bring yeah. Them. Bring them all, girl. The more, the merrier. Yeah, that part, that part. But um, yeah, I'm so excited for this episode. I mean, honestly, for us, it's something, it's a perspective that we're not really used to because we're both corporate girlies. But I think a lot of our listeners, sometimes they might not have gone down that track. And y'all want to hear like, okay, if you're not a corporate girly, what are the options for me? What can I do? Like, how can my life look like? And I still have a great path, you know? So I really am excited to hear from like Hope today and hear how she made it happen because- yeah, and the hairstylist journey alone, girl, because I know them clients be trying. Um, actually, I I'm, will I'm, say I've been very blessed uh, with some great clientele. I'll be hearing stories. I'll be hearing them. I do. But yeah. luckily, I've not had like terrible run-ins, thankfully. Yeah. Shout out, because I'll come. Listen, we, we will take a flight. <laughs> I got to this up, and y'all know I don't know how to fight, but I'll learn. Okay. People who don't know how to fight are the most dangerous because you're just going to be throwing every punch. Scratching. <laughs> just scratching. Growling. <laughs> um, but let, let's get into who Hope is as a person. So, okay, y'all. So I call Hope Leap and Creepo. So if that, 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 should, just know that's Hope. Okay. So Hopey, um, who are you? What do you do? How did you find type A? And just give us the rundown about who who is Hope. Okay, so... I'll start with how I found type A. Of course, you know, you're my sister, so, you know, comes with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been listening more recently just because, like, the, I don't know, the topics that y'all be talking about, they've been hidden. Especially last episode. Oh, my gosh. I drank my little wine while I listened to that one. I was like, they they was riding the dot with this. Um, But, yeah, like, found it through you. I think mm, who I am just... A 20-year-old girl trying to figure it out, you know? I have my own business. I do hair. Um, I try not to, like, introduce myself too much as a hairstylist because, I don't know, lately I just feel like it's been boxing me in. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I just, yeah, 20 years old, enjoying life. That's it. And how long have you been doing hair? Uh, Or, Or what are your... Your, like, business aspiration. Okay, well, I've been doing it since I was 15. You know, I would, like, take clients after school, whatnot. Um, but then I didn't start doing it full-time till uh, it'll be two years this year. So since 2021, I've been, yeah, that's the only thing I've been doing. Um, and then as for my aspirations and my goals, you know, I used to say, like, I wanted to, like, have my own hair salon. Like, that was what I used to say growing up. That was the end goal. But now I feel like, you know, things change as you get older, you know, or just like as you experience like different things. And I'm realizing, OK, I don't necessarily know if that's like the, the trajectory I may want to take, you know, or the path I may want to take. 
But yeah, so right now, like, I do want to expand my business beyond just doing hair, you know, whether that's like teaching other girls like how to do hair, especially like younger girls or um, exposing the business side of it, because it's so much more than knowing how to do hair. Like you can get clients, but like, can you keep those clients, you know, and there's like a whole, a whole way you have to run your business in order for that to happen. So I would like to, you know, Mm -hmm. test my foot in those waters. Before we go on, I'll I'll give y'all a rundown of Hope because Hope really ain't giving y'all a rundown. One, she's vegan. She just turned oh. vegan. Two, she has a really cool boyfriend. He, I was rooting for them, even though Hope was like, oh, I don't know. No, I was like, I, meet me at the altar in your white dress. You feel me? Like, I'm ready to, to be a bridesmaid vibes. Um, she did a vocational school in high school. Um, and we'll get into that. Wait, hold on. Hey, like, I didn't, like, like <laughs> you're really not <laughs> You're really not okay, doing okay, for so us. Like, like okay, you want me to say what? Like, just everything about me? Just like... Well, yeah, that was... Like, how did you get into hair? Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was going to come in the later questions. Okay, my bad. Um, okay, okay, okay. You got me there. You got me there. You got me there. Okay. okay. Let's start off with... Okay, let's just start off with... Okay, let's say you're graduating co- high school. Um, Why did you decide to not go down the college path? Why did you decide to go down a different path? Um, and and what what made you... What made you decide that for one? And did you talk to your mom about that and like what that means for you? Okay, so I'm a Taurus and I don't really know much about like astrology, nothing like that. But I do know that Tauruses are stubborn and that is one thing I am. So I feel like with that stubbornness, I like people tell me what to do, you know? So it just wouldn't work for me to work for somebody. And so, you know, knowing how to do hair in high school, well, actually scratch that. I'll take it way back to like when I knew uh, this is what I wanted to do. I was in middle school and I realized that there was a program that I could do while I was in high school called EVA, which lets you like do the cosmetology program like your last two years of high school. So that way, by the time you graduate, you can just like go into your trade. So in middle school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then I literally went to the school I went to in high school. So I would be able to do that. I graduated from... (laughs) Um, Mountain Point and actually graduated a little bit early too, like six months. And then um, I was also doing cosmetology school while I was in that. And then when I graduated, both of them, I was working like I moved out with Faith. So me and her moved in together when I was like 18. And I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. You know, like even though I had her, I felt like I had to really grind and make sure I had enough money because I just wasn't it was gonna be embarrassing like you moved out after they telling you not to you know and you don't got no money to pay for your bills no so I was like I literally got a job at Amazon I was working the warehouse like 10 hour shifts and then I would like take clients on the side and I was working at uh, Journeys the shoe store at the mall across the street from us so I was doing all three of those and like it was very exhausting but I think it's also because like you know, you overwork to like distract yourself. And I was kind of going through a lot at that time too. So it kind of worked out. But after like two, three months, I was like, okay, this is kind of, I'm not feeling this, you know, I kind of just don't want to work for anybody, you know, and I kind of want to be able to do my own thing, make my own schedule. So I remember I left Amazon one day and just didn't come back, you know, didn't tell them I didn't, nothing, just left. And then I was real cool with like my journeys family at that shoe store. So, you know, I put my two weeks in, ended up working there a little bit longer than I anticipated to after that. But in January, that was my last 
like my last shift working with them and then I just started doing hair full time and that was that and it's been maintaining me since then so oh you asked me another question too you said parents oh also yeah like uh how well, how did that discussion go with like parents like how do you explain like I don't want to go down the college route because I feel like a lot of black parents are already like you need to go to college you got to have this da, 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 like have a very set path so how did you how did you get around I, that or talk about I was grateful because like my parents never necessarily pushed college on me you know but then like I said like at in middle school I kind of already knew what I wanted to do you know, I knew that I wanted to go to that cosmetology school. So I honestly, I've always kind of looked at that as my college, you know, and my parents. My mom used to say, like, as long as you got a trade, as long as you can do something, you know, you're making money, it's cool. And I was doing that, you know, and I was focused on something. So they never really, like, pressured me to do it. Um, and I remember, like, the conversation of, like, talking to my dad, telling him that I wanted to go to that school. He just kind of was letting me know, like, okay, well, you know, this is something that you committed to. Got to make sure that you do it and we'll support you, like, no matter what. So I'm grateful that it was never a situation that, like, where some people don't necessarily see, like, doing hair as a real profession or something that you can, you know, make a career. So, yeah. Yeah, our mom was really great like it was really great at not pushing anything on us it's like okay girl what you want to do okay that means you got to put your all in it and then I'm chilling like I'm not really tripping off or anything and she was big on like as long as you had a trade so that's why I went to an IT security school even though I really didn't want to because I was like that was for nerds and then that's what put me to the trajectory of being in computer science granted that's not the job that I have y'all know that if you guys have listened to honestly I don't know what episode um but yeah, vocations were big. Now, Joy doesn't have a vocation, but she has track. And that's making her money because she's freaking fast. So she really did get blessed with three real good kids. Shout out. Shout out, Charity, for real. She did that, girl. Uh, <laughs> but so I know, Lipo, when you did go, um, you did take a few community college courses. How did you feel during and after that? And what made you do those community college okay, courses? Okay, so I, did, I decided to do... Well, actually, I was supposed to actually go to community college after high school, even though I had already finished cosmetology. I was like, you know, I'm going to do community college because I felt like that's kind of like what I should do. That's kind of what everybody else was doing. You know, I wasn't going to university, but I was like, well, you know, I do want to run my own business, you know. So even though I have like the, the creative skills behind it, I feel like I need to know how to do things on the business side. Um but yeah, I had my orientation like the fall after high school for community college. And then when the first day came, I just didn't go because, you know, my heart was not in it. It was not. And it would have been a waste of my time and money. So I didn't do that. But um, I decided to go, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year for spring, I did a semester. So I did from like January to May. Um, and... Like, I feel like at that time, I was actually, like, hungry for the knowledge. I wanted to know more about running a business. I had been doing it for a year already. So I was like, okay, you know, I kind of want to try a little bit, see, you know, if I can learn anything from it. Um, because I've been doing it on my own, but maybe there's a better way to do it, you know, rather than, like, learning and then having to learn from my mistakes. Like, let's just learn it right off the bat. So I did it. And it was just stupid. Like, <laughs> 
like of course you know I learned a few different things <laughs> it's not I want to say like it's stupid you know everybody has their own way that they do things for me it just was not working like I did it and I was glad that I finished something that I started but it was like it was so much reading all the time. Like, I don't understand why we were having those Zoom calls because, girl, you're just telling us, like, you're not telling us anything, you know? Like, she was literally getting paid. I was like, okay, I could do this job, you know? She was literally getting paid to, like, set up a Zoom call every week. I don't know, like, what the purpose But, um, yeah, like, I would just read, a, like, a whole bunch of pages and, you know, answer the the homework that was, like, on the, the website that, like generated the questions but it didn't feel like I was I needed I'm the type of person the way I learn you got to give me visuals you got to give me like that firsthand experience you know like I, I feel like a workshop would have worked better for me you know to really gain that knowledge because that just was not it was like five months for this like I just don't understand but yeah um afterwards I realized and, but I'm glad I did it, you know, because it's something I wanted to do. I tried it. And afterwards, I realized I'm not a college girl. Like, I'm not a school girl. It's just not for me. Um, but, yeah, but I realized, like, I'm um, at this salon right now, and they give us, like, business courses, like, every week that we can take. And it's literally the owner of the salon. He takes time to show us, like, how to run the business as a hairstylist, you know? And it's, like, firsthand experience, stuff that he's experienced himself. And... Like, I'm applying it every week, and it's actually working, you know? So, yeah, I just feel like stuff like that, looking and learning, that's going to be for me because, you know, the reading and writing, I don't know about that. It's, it's quiet for the reading and writing. It's it's not no. it, it's not looking good. It's not. Um, now, what about you? What about you, Danasia? When you took a community college courses in high school, like, how did you feel? Um, so I actually didn't. I, I took AP classes, but I didn't oh, okay. take uh, college course, community college courses in, in college. Part of me wishes that I did because AP classes are a scam. I'm not going to lie. I unless you that. direct, unless you know those transfers will directly transfer over to your university, mm, pack it up. Like it's not going to work out. Um, so I would say like if you are, if you are in high school, because I know we do a few high school listeners, um, look into that. But I also feel like Taking community college classes, like you said, Hope, even if it's for like a brief period of time, um, it'll let you know if you like it or not, for sure. Because I think in the first couple of classes, like regardless what the topic is, what the subject is, just the process of like, like you said, going to class, reading, writing, like you'll know if you're a college girly and if it's for you. And honestly, I wouldn't force yourself to go down that path and waste thousands of dollars for something you don't even love. Or if, you're, if your major or your degree is not even gonna remotely apply to what you're doing, like having a degree for show um, and you're not doing anything with it can be just as destructive as like, I don't even know, like just not, just wasting money essentially. Um, so I feel like for people that are indecisive about it, you'll know in the first couple community college classes what the deal is and whether or not it's for you. Um, and I also will say like, I think that there's a lot of pressure to go down the college track, but sometimes if you do have a trade, there's really no reason because you learn on the job. Like, I'm pretty sure for you, like, you could have took a million classes on how to braid, but until you actually get somebody's head and, like, you're actually doing it uh. yourself, you're not going to, like, you know, you really learn as you go. So there's really no class that could teach you those things, or they can, but, like, for you to actually apply it, you have to be mm -hmm. on the field, like, learning as you go. 
No, literally. Um, for me, I took a few community college, college classes. I was definitely doing way too much, like AP community and a vocational school plus regular school. Like it really was giving faith. Please relax. Um, but when I took those community college classes, it's a a smorgasbord of ages. Like just a everybody, 87, 63, 27, 16, like just everybody in that class. Nobody really cares. Everybody chilling. Like it's like nobody trying to get the best mm-hmm. in the class because they're like, I'm just here yep. to learn and just I want to pass the class. That's really mm-hmm. what it is. So it definitely is more relaxed. I will say out of all the college classes I've ever taken, those were the most relaxed classes ever. So like if you want a taste of it really depends on you also on your major, because I honestly wish I would have taken the sign of me crying every time I went to those classes as a sign of girl, you need to change your major. There's no reason why college should not be this hard. Like it, college should also be fun for your major, and it you was should enjoy learning. It, I did okay. I enjoyed when I it was it, it wasn't learning; it was more so conquering a lesson. Mm-hmm. It was like okay, I got I got it. I got if statements. Okay, what's next? Okay, well, dang, I'm two weeks behind. Okay, well, let's grind in the library. Like it really was giving faith. I need you to assess yourself, and I need you to not think about what your friends are going to think about you switching your major. Switch that major. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah, they, they really wasn't your friends anyway if they thinking down on you, looking down on you because of your major, for real. Because engineers can do that. Real bad. Ugh. Real bad. Ugh. I heard nursing majors, too, also go through it like that. Ugh. Uh, yeah, nursing school seems rough as well. Um, for me, in accounting, it was just very, like... There was also like the distinction between accounting versus finance. That was always a thing. Okay. Um, yeah, like well, at least in my accounting program, it was like, oh, well, like an accountant can do a finance person's job, but a finance person can't do an accountant's job. Oh. So there was a little bit of uh, uh, there because our accounting program was very like very much prided themselves on being like best in the business school. I see. Um, so for my business girls, I'm pretty sure depending on what y'all are going through, you understand. And at least like in Vegas, um, hospitality usually falls under business. But in my school, it was its own business program because Vegas hospitality, the casinos, like they invested a lot of money and that money was not going to the rest of the business school. So that was also a thing. So, you know, depending on your school, too, I would say look at what they offer because not every university is the same and see how, you know, what program you're going into if those community college classes transfer over. That's the biggest thing because that can set you back multiple semesters a year almost um, yeah if you don't if you did all these classes and they don't mean nothing for whatever university you're going to go to but if you don't and you realize you don't like it now you have like confirmation and now you can move on into like entrepreneurship like hope did facts facts um so lipo what is oh no sorry how do you cope with comparing yourself with the people that did go to college did go the college route and this is a listener question um okay i feel like I feel like you have to just trust that, you know, the decisions that you decided to make for your life are, is like valid, you know, and you made that choice for a reason and you have to like be honest with yourself. Like, like I knew that I'm not a college, I'm not a college, you know? So if I decided to make the choice not to go that route and do something else, I'm doing that because it's what's best for me. It would make no sense for me to like, do something that is for somebody else because then I'm not, it's not being true to myself, you know? And yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it just would be pointless. I would be saltier and more sad if I was living some living out somebody else's dream and living out somebody else's purpose if I wasn't doing my own, you know? So I think just yeah. like um, trusting the route that you've taken and knowing that everybody has their own journey and they're going to go their own route. And yeah, that's just, that's just what it is for you. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh. Swear. Because it's like, you're going to do it regardless, you know? And I think, like, just do, reminding myself of that definitely helps. But, I don't know, especially when it could seem like you're not necessarily where you want to be. And you think, like, oh, what if I would have just? Or, you know, it, I think it's like when things aren't going your way. It's easy to kind of, like, calm yourself down when, you know, you do have success. But if you're not successful in that area, then it's like, okay, well, you know, but it's it's the same thing as a journey. Like, you're going to have some bumps in the road. Like, you thought it was going to be peaches and cream the whole time. Like, you know, it's not that. You know, you're probably going to have, like, some down moments. But, like, everything, your life isn't meant for you to be miserable, you know? So the good mm-hmm. is going to come at some point. And you got you to gotta trust that. You got to trust for your time. Like a... Yeah. Um, that episode with Fee, when she was talking, and she said, like, you have to trust, like, when it's going to be your time. And know that, like, sometimes it's going to be this person's time, and at some point it's going to be your time, too. So. Mm. That's yeah. a word. That part. It's it's rough. Like, even even the college route. Like, you're like, oh, they're getting better grades than me. Oh, and then you, you, you click on LinkedIn. Oh, I'm so excited to announce. Mmm. <gasps> Mm. I'm so proud to announce to LinkedIn and my 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 LinkedIn family. I have some great news to share. Like like granted, when it is your time though, it does feel good to finally make that. Yeah. But when it's not your time, mm. girl deleted the app <laughs> for my own mental health. That part, I'm like, okay, we get it. You got a 4.0 again. Okay, Seamless, we get it. <laughs> love your major. I hate mine. So I feel like everybody has that moment or moment yeah. yeah no matter where you go but I also feel like going down the entrepreneurship track like for me I feel like at least if I was in that place I'd be like okay think about how miserable I would be if I was in college and wondering what yeah. if. like that would be the thing too like oh like what if I did choose to actually do what I wanted to do and start my own business and start from the ground up like that what if I think is just as scary as like going down a track that you don't want to go down because you just never know. Yeah. It's always two sides to it. The same way you looking at it, someone probably look at it the same way on your end. But personally, like for me, when it comes to like when it comes to comparing my people that went to college, I didn't really do it too much because I just looked at how stressed out people be and I'm just like, mm, that's not something I really desire in my heart. So yeah, I just kinda left that alone. <laughs> you said I'm good respectfully, actually. <laughs> I would kinda come home on the weekends like Oh my gosh, you guys have this that and like okay. Ooh, you don't look too good. <laughs> I was sobbing, y'all. Sobbing. Mm, that's not how you do college for real. Like maybe a few crying here and there, but you shouldn't be crying every day. That that's not that's not okay. Um What's actually speaking of that, okay, so you talked about one pro is that you you see college kids stressed out crying about their majors or their homework. Like what are some other good parts about not going the, the traditional route? Um the ability to kind of take control of your life. Like, I'm not 
I feel like, you know, I, th- I have a lot of respect for people that do go to college because it's a commitment. Like, you literally have to commit to something, especially if you're deciding to go. Like, for me, I just went for the semester, you know, because I just wanted to dip my toe in. I didn't want to commit to nothing, like, long-term and not mess with it. But, like, people that can, that go for years or plus, like, that's amazing. How do you, you know, how are you able to do that? But it's like, when I'm grateful that, like, because I didn't go, you know, I can kind of say, okay, this is how I want to move these few months, all right? And then after that period in time, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing that. It's kind of like... I have the freedom to kind of, you know, be the captain of my own life, you know, and not feel like something else is, I have to overcome this, you know, and then in four years, I can kind of, you know, do what it is. I feel like that probably makes goal setting easier, too, because you can be like, okay, I'm not tied down to a job or I'm not tied down to something else that's controlling where I want to be in six months like you can be like oh if I make this goal it's up to me to make it but there's nothing else yeah that's what I like it definitely depends on like your personality type too you know like if you're somebody that you know you naturally just I feel like like one thing Faith says all the time is I'm telling her like girl you could literally you are so skilled in this area you could start your own business with this she's like no I like structure I like people to tell me this is not you know and you know I like for some I like to be working at a job where Someone can tell me what this day is going to look like. And I think that for a lot of people, they like school because of the structure. You know, for me, I'm a little I'm a little on the creative side. So, you know, I'm a little bit free spirited. I have to be structured to a certain extent because, like I said, I do run my own business. But um, it's kind of like you have you set that goal and then you have to run towards it. And it's on you, like simply on you to figure it out. So I feel like people that like like that chase, that like the, the adrenaline, you know, or like the uncertainty and that motivates them that pushes them those are the type of people that is going to like do really well like running their own business you know that's a good point I will say like I my minor was in entrepreneurship um which was kind of like it's kind of weird because entrepreneurship I feel like is something that you can learn like the skeleton of it but like you have to really do it yourself Mm -hmm. to understand how it works fully but something my um my teacher would always say was like okay you can you can do this down the third and learn about this and read as many books about this as you want. But until you're really in the game, you're not really going to know. And until you are actually comfortable with not knowing, that's the biggest thing. Because you have no clue how things are going to look for your business in a month yep. or two months or something comes up. And now, you know, you have now your, your business is bankrupt. Like depending on where you're at, there's so many things that come up in entrepreneurship that are just not predictable. Like the biggest thing is just being comfortable with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, I am comfortable with uncertainty, but to a certain extent, like I need a little bit of, give me something, you know, like I can't be completely like, oh, I have no clue what's happening. But when she said that, I realized like, oh, I think I could, I could do that. Cause I do like a little bit of variety. I don't like my day to be the same as yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I like things to be different. I like a little bit of structure, but not to the point where I feel like I'm like boxed yeah. in. So I feel like, you know, you can, you can be in a role too. If you don't, if you choose to not go down the entrepreneurship track, you can try to find a role within a company that looks like that, you know, like entrepreneurship where you're like coming up with ideas for a company and you can like tap into that creative side, but you still have the structure of like having, having some sort of knowledge of what your day is going to look like or like what your life looks like. So I feel like there's, there's mediums if you find yourself in the middle, but Big it's a scary facts. world out there. Huge facts. So back to entrepreneurship, Lipo, how is it running a business at your age and what have you learned from it? Um, 
Like, like top five things you've learned. Okay. Hmm. Probably, you know, like, like we're just saying, like, not every day is going to look the same. And, like, that's okay. You know, just got to teaches you how to be adapt adaptable. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. Teaches you how to be adaptable. Um, how to be disciplined because like, even though, you know, you do kind of get to do what it is that you want to do and set your own schedule and all of that. Like at the end of the day, this is all that you do. So you got to pay them bills. So you got to, you know, have some type of discipline, especially in the service industry. It really teaches you how to just like have some responsibility, you know, because it's you and this person, you know, you are making like direct contact, like or direct trade. So, um, yeah, you're kind of responsible for making sure they got what they need. Um, what else? Um, well, I'll, I'll ask this. As a service girly, like you, you, you saw the horror stories and stuff. Like, how is it being in that type of, you know, business? It's, I mean, it's like, I feel like if you're confident in what you do, it should be fine. You know, like for me, I, I know that for the most part, it's going to turn out how they want, how they want it to look, you know? So, um, if you're not satisfied with it, I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um but yeah like i'll be hearing the stories it's kind of crazy i really just i don't know i really think it's the grace of god that has kept you know the good people coming in my chair you know like nobody's ever really shorted me um but you do i think the only thing that i would say is like when you're servicing somebody and me i like struggle with people pleasing sometimes so you trying, you can't people please, you know, and run a business because then at that point, you know, the business is running you and it's just, it's just not supposed to work like that. Um, so yeah, that's something that I'm still learning that my business is teaching me too, to like be, be the boss, you know, and not let my clients not let, you know, their desires and their needs be the boss of me, which in turn like helps me um navigate the people pleasing like outside of my business because it'd be overflowing everywhere you know but like having a firm foot I feel like I'm just like after two years of doing it full-time I'm just starting to have a firm foot on you know my policies and what things that I say go like making sure that it actually goes so yeah and because you are 20 and obviously probably a lot of your clients are older, like, how do you handle that? Um, you know, what's interesting, like when it comes to like the service industry, you tend to attract the people who are close in age to you, you know? So I will do like, um, I feel like the oldest I've done, well, actually I have some older clients. I think the oldest client I have right now, she's maybe like 76 or something like that. Um, yeah, but for the part, <laughs> I'm thinking like 40 <laughs> <laughs> no she's up there she's up there but um yeah other than that like majority of my clients are gonna be like 20s range like all ages of 20s um I might get like a few high school students here and there but um 
it's nice when I do have like people my own age because you know, like it just goes a little bit smoother. Like I feel more comfortable. You know, like of course I'm gonna still like keep my professional manner. Like you guys gotta feel the vibe. Like I have so many different clients. Like some people wanna talk the whole time, you know, you can kiki, like talk to them, like, you know, they're your homegirl. And some of them, you know, you have to keep that like uh professional posture with. Um, other people they don't wanna talk about nothing the whole entire time. You just gotta do their hair. It's like you have to you really have to just read the room and be a chameleon to whatever it is like in your chair at that moment you know but yeah when it comes to older yeah. people though um i feel like i'm a i'm a sweet little girl that's what they always just tell me like i'm just sweet like i feel like if anything i just you know i continue to have my professional like stature but one thing i do love about doing like older people's hair i'd be picking their brain you know because i don't know i just think it's so interesting to talk to older people because they've been where you've been before so i just take it as like a therapy session to get what i need out of life i love that oh i love that that's so awesome wow you have any well i'm guessing like if we do have any people listening um if they're trying to go down the service route maybe not hairstylists but like maybe their lash techs or any other service type of um industry what advice do you have for them if they're thinking about it or they're trying to go into it um I would say know that the clientele is your business, so you have to, like, treat them, you know, with respect. Like, just be a good person that does a service, you know? Like, cater to them. Like I said, they are your business, so these are the people that you're going to need to come back. And it's not to, it's not to say, like, like I said, you can get in the trap of people pleasing. I'm not saying that, but you know, I hear a lot of stories about people that they just kind of think it's, you know, they just treat their clients any type of way, you know, or just willy nilly. But you can't do that, you know. You have to take the time to figure out the things that they like as a whole and as individuals, um, and then you know, build your business off of that foundation, you know, because a lot of times. Um, people, they don't be, I'm not the best in the world at what I do, you know, like I'm good. I will say that, but people, I have people that come to me consistently every single month because of the service that I give, you know, and it's not even just like the actual hairstyle itself. It's everything that comes with it. It's deeper than, you know, your skill behind it. It's your personality, you know, it's the experience you know, are you cussing them out? Are you being short with your text messages? You know, are you, you know, just not making it comfortable for them? I feel like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. And then just make sure that um, if there's something that you want to do full time, make sure you have enough time spread out to where you can actually get clientele in to pay your bills. I would say that. Mm. And then the meals can be paid. Yeah. If you're gonna do it part time, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, just sure, yeah. just make sure. Oh, prices too. Like I said, like it just depends on what you're doing it for. You know, make sure your price is decent to where you're getting done what you need to get done bills wise, and it makes sense. Like the time that you're spending, the product that you're gonna be having to buy you know for it 
make sure all that stuff makes sense. Um, yeah, just be financially ready for anything because you wouldn't want to be working a business just to break even, you know, or be spending more than you're actually profiting. Make sure that's figured out. Come on, Shark Tank. Um, but for my corporate girlies, um, aka me and in Asia, moms, do you see yourself maybe leaving the corporate world and doing your own thing, like entrepreneurship wise? Um, I I think I do. I think it would have to be something that's further down the line. Like, like once I feel like I've learned as much as I can from the corporate world, my my long term goal was to eventually start my own business or be a professor. Um, so between those two things, I totally would. But I think like like honestly, what Hope said, like having like almost like an exit plan of how you know you're gonna start your own business for one, how you're gonna pay your bills, like how much you need to make to survive and like be profitable too. Like, I think I would really have to plan that out and think about what would be the best point to leave like working corporate and then transition. And like, should I start the business while I'm still working and then move into it once I feel like it's off the ground? Like there's a lot of questions that go into it, but I do think that transition is possible. And I honestly feel like depending on what field you're in, you learn a lot being in like a corporate role of what to do and what not to do. Like for me, I'm learning how to how how a successful business runs, what it looks like, how to treat people with HR, um, mm-hmm. how to manage money, how to manage budgets, like all those things. So I feel like it would it wouldn't be as bad um, becoming an entrepreneur after this experience because it's like I now have all the tools I need to do so. Um, of course, a lot of it will be me just learning as I go because I don't think there's anything that can truly prepare you for being your own boss until you actually do it. But I do think it's possible. And like, like I said, my minor was an entrepreneurship. So I've already had this as like a mindset. Um, it's really just how to get there for me. I and see. I do like, I do like a level of non-structure, like a little bit of chaos, not too much, but just a dash, you know, yeah, like, it, it, just to make things exciting. So um, I think that would give me that aspect. And I wouldn't feel like I'm doing the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. I see. What about you? Um, for me, I told y'all, I don't know if I told y'all, but I've been telling my friends, like once I hit 30, I'm, I'm out, I'm out of the corporate world. Um, granted this just came to me like in the past few months. So we'll see if it changes once I get 30, but like, I just feel like I don't want to work while I have kids. So I feel like I'll take a break from work and raise my kids until they need to go to kindergarten and maybe throughout their kindergarten time, I'm going to make a product and become my own boss. Like I, I have to, I need to work from home and be my own boss while Lola, you know, does the corporate thing. So we still got the 401k vibes, but you know, I want to be my own boss. I I've had a product that I've wanted to make since high school, like since DECA, like I presented it in DECA. Um, Me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's been the thing that I've wanted to do, but I did know I still want to do the corporate track to be a corporate girly, to get that 401k, to get the vibe of what it takes to run a business. Like you said, Denasia. Um, But I, I want to get, I want to get my degrees worth out during my twenties. You know, I got this degree for something and it's to work in corporate um, and to get that 401k up. And then we'll we'll see. It might be later than 30. It might be earlier. But right now it's right now. The number's 30. I think it's, I'd like the structure of the number. 30 is a solid. Like, it's like a whole new decade vibe. Facts. No, for real. And honestly, my, my other tip to any like uh, corporate girlies that are thinking about leaving that field and going to entrepreneurship, um, getting an MBA is a very good pivot. Um, you don't have to be in a business 
job or anything to do that. Like you can be in healthcare and get your MBA. You can be in any type of field and do that. You can even be an existing entrepreneur like at this moment and decide to get your MBA. And I think that goes really far. And a lot of MBA programs look for people that are, have like a diverse background. Um, but that's a really good pivot. And a lot of programs literally specialize in entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. So I would say look into that too, because that's that's what I did. And when I go to Wharton, like I'm going to look at whether I'm going to do entrepreneurship, whether I'm going to go down the finance track or like any other track they have to offer. Um, so I would say use that if you don't know how to start off, start off with potentially going back to school and using that as like, okay, now from after this, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship. And from there, you'll get a lot of people you can meet that'll um, invest in your business because half of it is getting people like either clients, like Hope said, or people to invest. And either, either way, you can't do your business without them. So yeah. um, your biggest thing is just making connections, I guess, in college and in, in, in corporate. Big facts. Um, but Lipo... How do you, as a type of black girl, well, the, as a type of black girl listener, how do you relate to it, even though you're not a corporate girly? Um, I feel like, you know, in the intro, y'all always be talking about, like, y'all talk about everything, you know, life in your 20s and relationships and friendships and all that. And I feel like, you know, I'm a girl in her 20s. I have relationships and friendships. So, yeah, I feel like. You know, the times when y'all do be talking about the corporate stuff and I'll be very lost and confused, you know, it's like I all, but I still get something out of it because y'all don't just talk about that. You know, you talk about real life, you know, everyday stuff, things that y'all go through, y'all be feeling that a lot of people can relate to, you know, simply because we're women in our 20s. So I feel like in that sense, I definitely, I definitely feel it. I feel it. That's really and reassuring because we're not going to be a, a work only podcast. Just oh. so y'all know. Like, like especially, <laughs> I feel like we, last episode, I'm telling you, I needed that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's very reassuring. And finally, how was it having a type A black girl sister? Like, very oh, tough. She knows everything. Like, she just got to, <laughs> she always wants somebody to listen to her. Like, girl. No, but um, I shouldn't be listening to her now. But, like, growing up, I don't know. Um, She's, like, she was always just, like, super on edge, you know? Like, everything had to be, like, a certain way, you know? The extra structure, the plan. And it's, like, girl, relax. Like, when we was living together, she used to just be, like, so hard on herself. And, you know, just, I feel like we all are to a certain extent. But, she would just like just do extra. I was like, girl, you need to like, you know, smoke or something. Like, have a have an edible, anything. And now I'm happy that she's a little bit more relaxed. But um on a positive note, I can say she's gonna plan everything. She's gonna make sure everything is together, all the events. I remember what happened. It was recently. I tried to um what was I trying to do? And I'll try, I don't know. You tried to go to Houston. Huh? To go no, to Houston. no, I never, no, I never tried to do that. I'm talking about, I was trying to plan something. And I was like, bro, why did I do this? Like, why didn't I just let Faith do this? I don't plan. This is not my job. Exactly. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But I think it was something for the holidays, for the family. And I was like, I don't know why I volunteered for this. Because. You tried to get us all pajamas. Yes, yes. Okay, so we were trying to have matching pajamas, and it was my job to go order them, get the sizes. I didn't do that thing till like, two days, or not two days, maybe, like, a week before the event. But this was, like, Christmas. Everybody getting Christmas pajamas. Girl, the pajamas that I needed, they were gone. I was like, like, I, did, I was looking everywhere trying to find some good pajamas that we could all wear, like, the right sizes. 
So, yeah. I would have been done if I just let Faith do it, but it is what it is. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice, especially as a big sister, because, you know, she always go make sure that everything is good, you know? So, that part. grateful for that part. Ooh. Well, period, period, period. Um, loved having you on Lipo. Um, let's go ahead and get into the affirmation of the week. Leap, do you wanna do you wanna read it? Um, sure. Is it in the in the little talk? Yeah, it's in the talk. <laughs> hey. Give me one second. I just sound like Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> no, that video when Peppa hangs up on that girl. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was hot. <laughs> no, I, I remember me and my family would just sit around and watch Peppa Pig because that show is funny. Like that and Bluey. I Bluey's like Bluey. good. That's a good one. I love Bluey. Bluey's new, so that's probably why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very gentle parenting vibes. Hmm. No, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig is that girl, and SpongeBob too. Looking back as an adult on SpongeBob, I'd be like, "Wow, yeah, I can't believe I was allowed to watch some of this because the little the little jokes that he's looking there." I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, that was good." Okay, I got the Google Doc. Okay, alrighty. So, the affirmation of the week is: nobody's past looks the same. You cannot expect to have the same course as those around you. Mm-hmm. Write that yeah. on your hair. What's some lipstick? Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> Really? Um, but girl, moms, what what is it looking like time wise? Um, let's go ahead and run through our calls from the press now. We can get through all of them. Oh, period. Okay. All right, so we can go back and forth. All right, I'm going to start with the first one. Um, and if you guys want to do any, if you guys have any dilemmas, any you want some advice from the type A black girl host um, in our link tree, there's an anonymous thing. Basically you submit it and we don't know who it's from. Yeah. It's called free suggestion bots. So when you, you go on there, type it in, type in whatever you want. There's no word count either. And we just get, uh, we just get an email saying somebody submitted it and we log in and we see, we see what you said, not who you are. So um, just go ahead and submit anything you want. Facts. Even All feedback. Right. We've gotten like, like, like cute messages through there too. So um okay so first one advice on having multiple job offers and having to pick from your experience being in the corporate world what's some important things to look for one suggestion i received was seeing if they have other black people working there when going in person for the interview um for me i would that is a really good suggestion um i did my interview all my interviews have been online i haven't had a single one um in person thank the lord because i would have an anxiety attack before but um, one, I say, ask what are the healthcare benefits? Like, really, I my company matches every single contribution I make to my health savings account, so that really helps. They also match my four hundred one k. That's also a really big one. How much do they match your four hundred one k? Because that that's just huge. And then also, do they do a relocation stipend, especially if they're making you move? For me, they gave me a really decent relocation stipend, um, and it really helped moving. Granted. The thing that I hate about companies is they don't give you a relocation stipend until your first or second paycheck. And, you know, when you start, they start you on that week where you can't get paid. So you have to wait three weeks until you the paycheck. And for me, they gave me they said it'll be there on the first or second paycheck. I didn't get that relocation stipend until my second paycheck, a.k.a. two months after I moved. 
So just keep that in mind if you are thinking about moving to a new city for a job. What about you, moms? Uh, yeah, very big, very big point on the relocation. Um, see how much it would be to move all by yourself on your own to whatever city that's in and then see if they're going to pay for that. And honestly, if they if your relocation stipend is less than what the average cost it is to move, I would be like, oh, I need more if you want me. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to negotiate. That's another shoot. Maybe we can talk about that um, later in another episode or make a post about on Instagram. Do not be afraid to negotiate. Oh my gosh. Ask if you know other people are applying to that same position. Ask what their starting rate is. When I yeah. started on my job, I asked a white man at my company starting what he makes. And actually, I didn't even, I didn't even come up to him outright asking him that. He actually offered. He was like, if you want to compare salaries, I will for you to make sure we were getting paid the same amount. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, see what your rate is. Um, negotiate your salary if you can. Um, also see what the work-life balance is like. I would recommend talking to somebody that actually works at the company and just ask them if they like their job. What does your days look like? What do you do after work? Do you have time to work after work? Like, you know, just get a sense of what the, what it really is like and try to find somebody that's not going to sugarcoat it for you. Like, just tell it to you straight. Um, who will be on your team? This is huge. If you are going to be working for a great company, but your team sucks, mm. it don't matter, baby. Lucky for me, my team is amazing. Like, I got very, very lucky. I had the jackpot with my team. Um, so, yes, please look at who your team will be if you can. Ask that. Um, and see if you can meet them beforehand. Usually they're the ones doing the interviewing, so you should meet them. But if you don't vibe with the people doing your interviewer, your, with your interviewer, it, it's not going to be good for your experience, especially if they're going to be the ones training you or your boss, for example. Um, another one, does your company actually value diversity? And by that, I mean, are there people in senior leadership that look like you? Because a lot of companies will talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. They will hire black people entry level and do nothing to retain them. So if you are working for a company and all of the senior leadership are all white males, you may want to think about whether or not you have a future there because there's probably other people that are black, like middle leadership, but they're not getting promoted. So look at that too, if you can. Um, And yeah, that's what I would say. A lot of it, you're not going to know until you actually get in there, but there is some stuff you could do to like, you know, weed out companies that might not be a good fit they might be a good fit on paper but not in real life mm-hmm. no huge facts um, um but let's get into our next question yeah so okay this girl says or guy i don't know who it is um hi i love the podcast so much oh wait it is a girl okay she says hi i love the podcast so much at so at so we love you too i'm a type a black girly also and this podcast has been such a reliever and something that has been my go-to every time i need advice or need a laugh oh Shout out. Seriously love you guys so much. (laughs) Anyways, I'm a high schooler and boys are a big topic as always, but being in a predominantly white Mexican area, it is hard to find that right person. I also want to wait for the right guy to come and not rush into any relationships, but it's hard to really thrive in a place where being in a relationship is so highly valued. Any advice? Girl, I've been there. I really feel like I just talked to like 17 year olds in Asia. Literally. I thought I thought that was me texting as sending that message in. What, yes. what, let's start with you, Hopi. What do you think? Um, I feel like well, for me right now, I'm learning that it's really important to make sure that you are content like with yourself and you know you 
you are like all the way tapped in with you before you decide to move into a relationship, you know? And then especially like, you know, cause I grew up, you know, going to predominantly white schools, you know, or where there's just a lot of white people or Hispanics. Um, so like my first crushes, they were white boys or Hispanic boys until like I got to that point where, you know, I was exposed to more black people, but I feel like sometimes you don't, you feel like you could like not be enough for them, you know, because you realize they don't necessarily always want, you know, a black girl. Um, and I feel like taking that time to really get tapped in with yourself and know what it is that you want, know what it is that, you know, how you operate in a relationship and still make sure that you're, you're still like primary focus. If you get that in, in alignment, then, you know, you either just won't get in a relationship right now because, you know, they're the people there might not necessarily. If you feel, I could, probably if you're saying that like you're going to a white school with, with Mexican people, they're probably, I won't say it like this. I won't say like not looking at you, but for me, that's how it was. Like they just wasn't looking at me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if you're tapped in with all that stuff with yourself first, you're not even going to necessarily care that they're not messing with you. You're just going to wait for that time when it comes because you wouldn't even want nobody that's like not messing with you 100% anyways. Um, But then if you do decide to move into something with somebody, then, you know, at least you're going to be, you're going to be whole, you know, when you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be only focused on a relationship or that person or whatever the case, you know, you're going to be number one on the list. That's Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to last episode, honestly. So definitely tap in a last episode if you haven't. Uh, but I feel like this is also me. Like I really wanted a boyfriend for every, actually every grade. I always wanted a boyfriend, I, but it, it never came. Um, I even got to the point where I asked a boy out to a dance. Like that's how greedy I was for a boyfriend. And it didn't even... <laughs> word but like it felt very like I just like I was craving a boyfriend like I wanted I wanted to hold hands in the hallways like I wanted to kiss by before he sent me off to my class like I wanted to have somebody that I could like put my hand that they could put their hand around me at lunchtime like I craved that thank the lord I didn't get into anything because like I definitely wasn't mature enough even though I definitely felt like I was the maturest one in in school you know um but it's it's hard to get over that because you see everybody else doing on all the movies. Everybody got boyfriends in the movies. Why can't I have a boyfriend? So, girl, I get it. I get it. I think it's really hard. But once you feel like you're that girl, and I feel like because I was so, what's the word, um, conceited, I think in high school, it worked for me because I'm like, I'm that girl. Like, if you don't like me, then I don't know. But inside, I was like, I really want a boyfriend. So I think it's just a really hard, like, just teeter-totter to kind of, mess with what about you moms yeah no same I wanted a boyfriend no I'm not even gonna lie I didn't want a boyfriend at all times I wanted specific experiences like I wanted a valentine gram real bad real bad real bad I wanted to go to a dance with a boy real bad Mm -hmm. um so stuff like that is when I was like oh I really wish I wanted a boyfriend but when I looked around and looked at who was in my school I realized for a lot of those white boys I would just be a little experiment yeah I would just be a little like, oh, I never had a black girl before. I'm going to just check this off. Like, it, I feel like I was a box being checked off. That makes sense. So when I realized, I think I realized that in high school and I was like, I'd rather not be like this fetishized black girl where he going to say like microaggressions to me or like 
I don't know. I just be hearing black girls and they they boyfriends if they're white just be saying crazy stuff to them. And it's like I don't really want to. I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so I would say in hindsight, now looking back, I'm really glad I didn't jump into any relationship and just like settled. I guess with whatever options were available at Arborview High School. Um, <laughs> let me not drop my high school name. Everyone <laughs> that graduated with me is like, girl. Um, but now that I'm older and like I when I graduated, it was like a whole new world. Like. I started meeting black guys and they only date black girls. Like insane. Like, like they'd be like, Hey Ma, and they talking to me. I'm like, Hey, I never had this before. I love it here. I love it here. So I would say wait. Um, if you can, uh, unless you find a boy that you actually like, like, and like y'all get along and there's no issues, but I would say, don't go seeking something out. I think like love and relationships find you when you're content with yourself for one. And when you least expect it. When you least expect it is when it's going to hit you. If you are if you are seeking it out, that energy is not what you want to receive back because it's like you're you're seeking that attention and it's not going to come back the way you want it to. But if you are just focused on yourself and you have been in a place where you maybe not even want anybody, that's when it's going to find you. And that's when you're probably going to find somebody that like genuinely appreciates you. Um, so that's probably not what you wanted to hear, girl. I wish there was like some secret Krabby Patty formula we could give you to get a man. Um, but they really find you. <laughs> They find you. You don't find them. Yeah. And college might be the sweet spot. I'm not going to hold you. Like, they're, they're just so – I thought my high school was big, and then I got to college, and I said, wow, I didn't even know this many colors existed. I didn't even know this many black black men existed in the world. And it was, it was, it was Arizona State. So it really wasn't that many, but more than uh, Shadow Ridge. Facts. And I, I would say also, um, if, you, if, you're, if, if you're not looking down the college track, just – make friends with people a lot of people find their significant others through their friends or through just going out and find like you know like there's other ways you can find people um but yeah you'll be surprised when you actually get into the real world and realize there's like black guys that really really like you like praise black woman i'm like shout yeah, out i like your black queen yeah. yeah like i am the black queen in question like <laughs> exactly exactly um but this is our last one this is a long one so let's get into it I've, I've started dating this guy who has a big boy job and is off campus. So I've been spending a lot of time with him in his place. Ooh, okay. And like during this, I've been kind of going through like weird. Okay. I've been kind of going through weird things with my friends and actually kind of dis- distancing myself, kind of giving me like a step back to reevaluate the friendship and see if it's still something like I am what, hmm. This is hard to read a little bit. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Okay, thank you, because I'm struggling a lot. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so this one says... Actually, let me just start over. Let's restart, yeah, because I was... Real bad. Okay, but let's get into our our final um, question. So this person says, I've started dating this guy who has a big boy job and is off campus, so I'm spending a lot of time with him at his place. And during this, I feel like I've been going through some weird things with my friends and kind of distancing myself and making me take a step back to reevaluate the friendship and see if it's something that I want in my life. But then we came back from winter break and they've suddenly like left me out. They don't intentionally invite me to plans. They'll make plans just the three of them and I'll never know what's going on, which sucks because like I would I would like to I would like for them to be like, hey, we're doing things. Do you want to come with? Or like tell me a list at least an hour before so the plans Oh, wait, hold on. 
sorry. <laughs> this sentence, I, I, I didn't read it right. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh my God, let me start over again. I have never read nothing like this before. <laughs> okay, let me start over. Oh, this is rough. Okay. Do you want to edit it before you do it? Yes, actually. Yeah, yes. do that. Girl, I don't know what I'm reading. I know exactly. See, I thought I was a little slow. I feel like, I feel like I'm literally like... Dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. It sucks because like... Because I was oh my gosh! You be like that is not what I typed. Well, girl, you should you should have made it more clear. Had that boyfriend proofread it. <sighs> I don't know how to like. I feel like she she like was like, "Hey Siri, write this number and then write this no, thing." It feels like she, you know, like you're like panicking and you just start typing. It feels like yeah. that's what it was. It's giving spaghetti text for real. I don't think that Darian does that. I was reading it while y'all was talking too, and I was like, hmm. Because I thought, Danesha, I thought that you had just like typed it all out, or did you copy and paste? No, this is straight from her. Oh, this is I wrong. was like, this yeah, Danesha, she missed a couple things. I said, I hope she's not writing these uh, <laughs> these reports up like this, because, uh... <laughs> girl, I don't know. I don't know who this girl's. I, I don't know. I'm going to just cut her some slack. Maybe she sounds like she's going through a lot of time. She's going through a lot. I got some things for her. What I did, yeah, because I I went through the same thing. Yeah, she just put so many likes. I think. Yeah, she I think said, she was just um. um she hey, may have just been talking to text. It was probably the talk voice to text. Because yeah, that was a lot. Probably. Because Sarah, she be yeah, she be like, that's not what I said, girl. <laughs> she didn't proofread it though. I can tell you that at all. <laughs> Do I boyfriend? But I don't feel like me doing less. I still don't really know what she means, though, because I I also feel like I've come to myself from that, which could be the reason why I've just been spending more time with my boyfriend. But I don't feel like me doing live stuff should make them leave me. What? <laughs> I think I get okay. the. I feel like we was concert clues, though. We can get the gist we, of like what's. We get the, yeah, we get we get the, we get the, the point. Her yeah, friends, okay. they may or may not have boyfriends, and if that's the case, they're jealous. Um, and they're jealous and they probably don't necessarily know how to adapt to their friend who was once doing everything with them Mm -hmm. now, like doing something completely different, you know, and especially like she's not always around all the time. So, you know, they probably feel that distance and it's like, oh, she probably doesn't want to be with us anyway. So let's just like not even invite her. So it's probably just all those types of things happening at once. Okay. Let me reread this. Okay. Okay, so our final question from the request line, we have this person that says, I've started dating this guy who has a big boy job and is off campus, so I've been spending a lot of time with him at his place. And during this, I feel like I've been going through some weird things with my friends, kind of distancing myself, kind of like taking a step back to reevaluate the friendship and see if it's something that I still want in my life. But then we came back from winter break and they've suddenly left me out. They don't intentionally invite me to plans like they'll make plans, just the three of them. And I'll never know what's going on, which sucks because I would like for them to be like, hey, we're doing this. Do you want to come and like tell me an hour before? So before the plans actually happen. And I don't think they're doing it intentionally, but I don't know how to go about talking to them about it because I feel like I've just come into myself. And that could be the reason why I've just been spending more time with my boyfriend. But I feel like me doing stuff with him shouldn't make them leave me out. (sighs) So yeah, girl, first of all, thank you for submitting your question. I feel for you. Um, 
I think there's two different sides to this. I think the first side is like thinking about it from your perspective. You you have this new man, you know, it seems like he's independent, you know, like I'm assuming he might be even a little bit older than you if he has a big boy job and he's off campus and you're still in school. Um, but I will say like, think about from your friend's perspective, this this change to you it might not seem sudden but to them maybe it's like oh um she was just our friend not too long ago and then she met this guy now all of a sudden we haven't heard from her in months or we're not we're not seeing her you know so that that that's one side of it um another side is have you guys already been on the rocks with your friendship before this started because that could have been you know the final straw if you guys already weren't really in a good place and now you're spending all your time with your boyfriend you know, to them, it could be like, oh, like she she, she basically ditched us or like we are not really being able to see her anymore. So I would say those two things first. Uh, what would y'all say? What do you think, Lipo? Because uh, you just got out. Of, you were just in this. Yeah. yeah like I said, you know, um, for a while, like when it was happening to me, I was like, dang, like, why is y'all being funny? Like, what is the issue? But then, you know, they made me realize that, yeah, it there is a sudden change. You know, they may not necessarily be like accustomed to it yet so it's going to take some time adjusting but she did also say that you know she has been taking some time to reevaluate the friendship and seeing if it was actually something that she wanted in her life still so I feel like yeah there may have like been previously other issues that were kind of like red flags to be like yeah these girls may not be the ones for you and sometimes like people move themselves out of your lives without you really even having to do anything because they're not necessarily supposed to be there anymore. And that could kind of be what's happening because you already had the thought to think, I don't even know if these people are people that I should have in my life anymore. But it could feel new to you because, you know, they're doing things and you're feeling left out. But the reality is, you know, you probably attracted that to you because you've already been feeling like, you know, these girls may not be, I don't even know, girls or guys, whatever, may not be the people that you should be spending a lot of your time with. And if that's okay, then that's going to be some adjusting for you too. And you're going to have to get accustomed to like, you know, maybe not having the same friends you once did or, you know, learning how to live a different lifestyle now that you're not included in all of the, the group activities anymore. Because if you like, you got to, I don't know what the story is, but you got to ask yourself. If they were actually inviting you, would you even really enjoy going? Would you really even enjoy your time with them? You know, so. But the, yeah. the FOMO was I, real. I understand feeling like that. Robat, Robat. I feel like going from being a strictly single girl group and doing everything together, especially if you either your dorm mates, which was me, and then to having a boyfriend or getting into this talking stage and you're doing more stuff with your man or your significant other can be hard because then the single friends are like, dang, it's really F us for real. Like you hate us. And sometimes girls can't think like that. So like if it is a friendship or friendship that you still want to do, you have to do yeah, more work. You have to plan. You have to be like, hey girl, I'm so sorry we haven't been uh chatting it up or hanging out like I really do miss you make sure you include that I miss you because they really are probably feeling like oh she don't even care about me for real because girls brains sometimes can be like what's wrong with you you know I care about you so really just be like hey girl I miss you so much like can we go grab lunch and then if they don't even want to do that that means it's really f them for real because I done tried okay but um 
as y'all can probably hear, I didn't been through this. So a <laughs> little bit closer to home. But girl, I understand. Um, you know, sometimes college is to see you make a really good friends and then sometimes they're not your friends by the time you're out of college. So mm-hmm. it was really just that they were there for a season. It was a great season, but it's time for season five. You feel <laughs> me? Yeah. And reassurance is really key. Like if you sometimes all it takes is a simple text or a call or a voice message to be like, hey girl. I know we haven't talked in a minute. It's no bad blood. I just spend more time with my man and I love him. And this is why, you know, like I think a lot of people are a lot more understanding when you actually like take the time to communicate what's going on with them. Um, but if, if at the same time, though, getting into a relationship does not mean that all your friends should ditch you either. Mm-hmm. If you get into a relationship and all of a sudden all your friends are like, oh, girl, we can't hang out with you because you got a man. That's a problem because there should you should be able to do both. There's no reason why you don't have room in your life to do both. There's no reason why they should act funny if you have a man. Um, that shouldn't be the case. Because if they had a man, I bet you you'd be supportive of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the, it's both sides of the field. But I would say first step would be definitely reach out to them. Start the communication. See how that goes. If they still act funny after you tried, you can't say you didn't try. And you might need to reevaluate looking for some better friends. Um, because bottom line if let's say this was a toxic relationship or like he was being abusive and weird and they just cut you out out of nowhere, that's probably the point where you needed someone the most. So they should be there for you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, girl. Keep us updated. Hopefully hopefully y'all either make up or you find some other friends that going to be down for you for real. That part. Um, Um, But finally, Let's get into we, we actually have one more, um, but it's not really like a question. It's more it's more so a girly saying, I need some hair and spoke. Can we get a post with some hairstyle ideas for the girlies this Black History Month? And it worked because Hope is a hair hair girly. So we'll um post some of her more like hairstyles that you can get or do. And we might also do it like a Pinterest thing for like my natural girlies. Um to do at home. Cause I know a lot all of the things on Hope's site I I can't do in my house i i would need to be done from home um yeah. but let's go ahead and get into the why would you say that um i'm looking i'm really trying to figure it out it wasn't i don't know if the timeline was as funny as i needed it to be this this go oh, yeah, i was scared um, i forgot that that was gonna be like a question so while i was talking about like the school and stuff or the, the jobs i was like oh my gosh like what is gonna be one for me i quite literally have no idea um so yeah <laughs> I actually do have a couple, so I I, okay. I got it. Okay, okay, okay love, love. Okay, okay. So the first one, this girl's on TikTok, right? She said, "I'm thinking of the time my friend clogged a boy's toilet the morning after, and then tried to put it in a baggie in her purse and sneak it out, but she realized she left the baggie on his kitchen <gasps> island and locked herself out. So he woke he woke up to it. <laughs> no." Oh. Me right there. No. Oh, in a baggie is crazy. What, bro? I'm moving states after that. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Just for him? Imagine waking up to poop in a baggie on your counter, your kitchen counter. <laughs> like it looks intentional. Like this is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Not even why would you say and why is her friend airing at her business? Oh, that is good. Imagine. <laughs> no, what's good to me is that okay, she said she clogged it, right? 
So how did you get it unclogged? I mean, she had to reach down. There's a lot to this story to think about. She had to reach down in that toilet and, and with her bare hand or maybe a glove if she had nah. to find it best a boy's house. He didn't have gloves. So now what? No, she had to have used a little, little like a, a little scooper. You know, the little um, the yodels that you use for soup? And now <laughs> he got a contaminated piece of utensil in his kitchen. That's terrible. He's on his counter. Why is it on his counter to begin with? She was trying to put it in her purse and she forgot. How do you forget but, that? But, you but, just put poop in a bag, bro. That's the most important thing you need to leave with. <laughs> you just put poop in a bag and you forgot? What? Poop in a bag is crazy. Like, I literally, I, I literally could not even get past that all day. I just thought about that. That's why you hold all it. Day. She should have held it since she got to, like, the hallway, bat the bathroom hallway or something, like, anything. And it I'm had gonna... to be a lot if she clogged it. So, already, it's just... I'm not holding it. If I gotta go, I don't understand the girlies on TikTok that are like, oh my gosh, I got an infection because I held my pee and so... No. An infection? No. The whole night you're holding that pee in or holding that poop in, poop. <laughs> and just make sure you have it makes you have some poopery okay, in your yeah, bag. You. That thing works wonders. Okay, yeah, poopery in the bag and running the sink is good for emergencies. But I, my body is not pooping in front of him. Like, oh, this I will. Is not gonna happen. Even if he's in the room over, I'm not pooping. Like, I, <laughs> shout out what it is. When it got strongest for real, because I'm going. <sighs> I got fat metabolism. If anything, okay, but if if you go and. Like you clog the toilet, are you gonna wake him up to be like, "Hey, I clogged your toilet"? Like, what do you do? Now, what? Now, what? Maybe I will go to Home Depot and buy a plunger and come <laughs> yeah. back before yeah. I wake him that's up. The, that's the one. Wow, uh, y'all are. What wow. are you doing, Faith? Because you sound like you're not doing that. Uh, okay. Let's say my current situation. I clogged the toilet. Let's say even our first week of dating, I clogged the toilet. Hey, sweets, I clogged the toilet. Faith. All right, okay, go get that plunger. That's not that's a man's of job. The, what? I believe in gender. You're gonna make him plunge your But the first the first week. Yeah, the first week, really? If if he asked me out, he knew what I was capable what? of. <laughs> that's crazy. He knew you was first gonna week. Up. He knew that. <laughs> first what? week. Lola did say that I, I actually showed my true colors once we started dating. He's like, I didn't know you were like this. Yeah, <laughs> no. Banks definitely know with me because I be farting up a storm. Like, I don't know what it is. I've just been gassy since I was young. Gassy since I was a youngin'. And they're explosive. I'm not saying explosive smell, but explosive sound. Like, I feel like the sounds that come out of me should not be coming out of me. But he just, he's nah. just accustomed to it now. But I would I would literally, I remember the, like the first, our first date, actually. I also can't hold my pee. I just can't do it. Like when I have to go, I have to go. I had to yeah. pee so bad when we was driving like into the the garage, but he wanted to smoke. So I was like, okay, yeah, like we can smoke. And knowing I have to pee so so bad, bro. Like I was literally praying to God, like God, please don't make me pee because if I pee, I'm not making it upstairs to the bathroom. Like I'm opening the side door and squatting. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I meditated my pee away. Like God was on my side with that. Oh. I meditated my pee away. Like I never thought in my life I'd be able to do that, but I did it. The things we do the for me. I, I just won't. Yeah, do. but now guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna open that side door and I'm gonna squat. Hey, pull over. I can't hold it no more. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, my my thing is like the first month I'm gonna hold yeah. back. After that, it's free game. 
But if, if on the first link, I can't yeah, no. it. No. <laughs> it might be it might be a naggy. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> okay, first link. Let's say like we just met like on a dating app. First link, okay. I might have to be bother builder. You're on you're on to something. I might have to be bother builder. First link, like okay, once I'm comfortable with you, that's right. different. But first right. link, girl, I'm getting a ziplock. Like I'm yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> That's I just think about him telling his homeboy. Right, like, yeah, he came in here. <laughs> he came in here and clawed my toilet and shit everywhere. Like that's what he's saying. <laughs> and you know men is right. Sometimes. She's middle on the wall. <laughs> she threw it all over my sink. Like now when I meet his homeboys, they gonna know this. Like I'm thinking long term, baby. It's not gonna happen. Oh. Oh my gosh! But now Wait. that poor girl, all his homeboys know that she threw a, a shitty ziploc on his <laughs> counter, which is worse. <laughs> we did a whole analysis on this freaking TikTok. <laughs> Deep dive because there was just so much to unpack. Like so much a lot of like, yeah. Um, but another one <clears throat> that I saw on Twitter, this girl says, "Just got hired at CPS. If y'all want your kids back, cash at me." <laughs> That is so trifling. And somebody else gonna comment talk about this is actually a very lucrative business idea. <laughs> Ma'am, you you yeah, are holding you- hostages. Like, no. <laughs> and then somebody else gonna say, Can I cash up you to take somebody's kids? Like Because <laughs> some of y'all don't be taking care of y'all Whoa. kids. Whoa. Diapers. And, and the girl gonna talk about, yeah, where they stay. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. when I tell you every person in the comments, she's like, yeah, 500. Yeah, okay, give me some time. I can make it happen. Recession going crazy right now. I'm doing the best I can. Like, oh. I started, I really went through all the comments and I was like, this could really be like a real scheme. And she just played it off for, for Twitter, but like, this can Somebody be real. Her DMs right now. Talking about, can you go to fifty-five, um, one circle drive and pick? Like, I just know it's crazy. One circle drive. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all I got. But the, the TikTok story. Took no, like really though. I be forgetting that TikTok is crazy sometimes, and I don't be remembering them for why would you say that, but I am. Because typically, I just look, look to see what I send you to Nasia on Twitter, but I will be. I'm just going to send it to you on TikTok, and I'll be good. Yeah, because it's crazy. Wow. Oh, but um, we do also want to say our anniversary is coming up soon. So just hey, hey. very, very excited. It's crazy that we've been doing this for a whole freaking yeah, year. Sure. Yeah, so mark your calendars, February 11th. There's not really much y'all can do, <laughs> but tell us happy anniversary. But mark your calendars. <laughs> no, yeah, and honestly, like we had planned the Type P trip to be around this, but like it just doesn't work with our work schedules. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So consider the Type P trip like a late anniversary celebration. No, um, exactly. Um, yeah, but you, I mean, y'all see us on Instagram on that day, so yeah, it'll be a fun time. Um, but we do want to say thank you so much, Hope, for getting on the pod and talking about your experience, being navigating your 20s without going to college. I'm sure the corporate girlies and the non-corporate girlies will really appreciate this. Um, Hope, where can they find you um, to book 
and to see you? Um, you can see me in your dreams. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> my handles on Instagram is Hair by Hope with two Y's. And then my website is www.hairbyhope.org. Okay, I couldn't get the .com. It was too much, so .org. And then my personal account on Instagram is heyits.hope with three E's. And we'll put her on Instagram. Too. I was yeah, I was like, this is kind of a lot. The audience, uh, audience is trying to write it down, like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and my TikTok is hbhope. It's kind of very random. Yeah. Like, you may get a hairstyle. You may get my snack for the day. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Big facts. That's, that's, that's why I love TikTok, bro. Um, but y'all, we'll tap in next Friday. Love y'all. And we'll see, see y'all in, if y'all make come. Sure, make sure if you're watching the GDC, girl, to please tap in with us. So that we part. can have a head count. <laughs> but yep. a club. Yep. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah, Bye. Bye.